this episode, we'll be learning some forever love skills from our guests who have taught thousands of couples practical skills to create a fulfilling romantic relationship. They are speakers, authors, and coaches. Welcome to the show, Dr. Barbara and Dr. Michael Grossman. How are you doing? Excellent. Great to be here with you. It's so, it's so awesome to be connecting with you. I'm looking forward to this topic we're about to talk about. I'm so glad that I'm going to learn so much about love from you, about love and um, long-lasting relationship, basically, from you. But before we get into details, before we get into your book also and the quiz that is available on your website, I would love us to just learn from your story. Like, how has it been like being married for over 50 years? Can you tell us about the journey so far? Oh, the journey is... <laughs> filled with so many twists and turns. We actually tell uh, our story to a good extent in our book called um, The Marriage Map that we wrote uh, about four years ago, The Road to Transforming Your Marriage from a Meal to Adventure. We talk about how this process worked for us. In our new book, Ageless Love, we talk some about our personal adventure but a lot we talked about the physiology of love and and, and, and how, how that works in terms of um, uh, you can't change physiology and, and, and it is what it is, and but you have to use that to create an opportunity for love. So our own marriage adventure, we got married when we were 20 and 21, and so we've gone through a lot of changes so who you are when you're 20 is so different than who you are when you're 35 and it's so different than who you are when you're 50. And in relationship, you have to be able to grow and change. And that's been a big process for my wife and I. And we talk about what these changes are and how it's going to work. And don't resist the changes. It's so important that you've got to understand that your partner is going to change a lot, you're going to change a lot over the years, and you need skills to get you through these changes. Yes, and all of these skills we're going to learn from this conversation and also from your book, Ages Love, which is available on your website and other platforms too. But I don't know if Dr. Barbara would love to chip in and share her own perspective of the whole journey so far. Well, you know, it's a, it's a path that is full of um, surprises. Um, there's no other relationship that gives you as much feedback as a partner. And um, it's actually a personal, you know, you, sign, you don't realize it, but when you commit to a relationship, you're signing on to a personal development program over a lifetime. Uh, no one will tell you, you know, that you're yes. inconsiderate or you're selfish or your thinking is small or any of the other kinds of, of um, you know, important reflections you need in order to continue growing over a lifetime. So if you, you know, if you don't like to go, if you don't like, if you want to just stay in your hole and be the same person you've been since you're, since you're 18 years old, um, relationship is not for you. But if you'd like to expand and unfold your personality and develop maturity and, um, and creativity, relationship is, is, a, is a personal development program that I highly encourage and recommend. Yes, yes. And if someone approaches you and asks, um, Please, what is the definition of romantic uh, romantic love or love in general? How would you answer this? Like, how would you define love and how would you know when you found it, when you found that true romantic love? Wow, that's a complicated question because, um, you know, a lot of people don't 
you know, they, you know, you need, you need an affinity emotionally and spiritually and physically. And, um, uh, I don't know that a lot of young people these days are that thoughtful about it, but, um, you know, you, you want to, um, if you respect yourself and if you've grown enough to know yourself, you, you, ideally you should be able to pick, choose someone with whom you have a residence or of similar interests and values, um, family, you know, a desire, same similar desires for family and lifestyle. And, um, there's a, you know, a, a physical romantic component to that a physical attraction and, um, the values are so important to be similar. And, you know, most people don't, you know, a lot of people don't explore that so much. And you need lots of good conversations to know that you are, you know, you have those kinds of affinities that will make for an ongoing rich partnership. So romantic love is so different than other kinds of love. Because romantic love, you want someone to be different than you, but also have similar values. So you want someone to be different so that you have different roles in your relationship where you can appreciate and thank them for what they do for you and and they can thank you for what you do for them. So you don't want to be exactly the same, but you have to have differences and and passion comes out of the differences. And so so there's some there's some complexities for romantic love that aren't there in just friendship, aren't there in family values. So we like to say that that brother and sisters and parents and children, you have this love that is like water. It's just always there. And if it, you don't see them for six months or a year, you come back and you're just so happy to see them and you're right back being in love. Romantic relationship yeah. is like fire. You have to keep feeding it. You have to keep nourishing it. You have to keep providing it air and 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 wood to stay alive. If you go away for six months or a year, don't expect that when they come back, you're going to just be right back in love again. It's it, it takes a lot to maintain that, and so romantic love requires the ongoing activities that 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 promote that fire to stay there. And, and we teach that, that you have to constantly nourish that. So it's not like you fall in love once and then it's over and you say, well, I said I loved you and don't bother me now, I'm busy. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to keep feeding it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I, I, I think this is, you know, what leads to ageless love, like like yours, basically, you've been married for over 50 years. That's like a great achievement in this day and age. <laughs> and that's what, you know, also makes me so excited to be speaking with you because you have this new book out called Ageless Love. So can you tell us about your book? And also, can you also share about, you know, the, the sexy signs of falling in love forever and ever and ever? Well, I think we blend in the book not only um, pr- principles and skills about creating, you know, continuing a, a fire in your relationship. But what Michael brings to the conversation is his specialty in longevity medicine. If you're going to have a hot relationship over 50 years, you need to be healthy and energized and full of um, vitality. And uh, by the way, um, I know we look old like grandparents, but we're also competitive ballroom dancers. We compete all across the country. And um, 
and we have muscles and, and we're you know, wow. committed to, to practice and, and exercise to keep fit so that we have the stamina to dance um, competitively. So, um, it, and, and, and that's what it takes to have a hot sex life, a hot, you know, love um, connection. You need health and energy to sustain that. And so it's important to take care of your body and eat well. And there's some secrets about how to stay young and vital over time. And then we have a whole chapter on meditation. Mm, yeah. Meditation is so critical in this uh, time of great stress. Everyone is so busy on their computers and working so hard. And you have to have that time of just being quiet and, and letting the physiology get peaceful, calm, and quiet. And that nourishes the ability to feel loving. So we have those two areas and then we also talk about about uh, the mind and and the technology that we teach in our classes and courses is the secrets you need to maintain that fire of of passion and love and connection uh, we teach three secrets so one secret is um to see the big picture of falling in love. What's going to happen over a lifetime? So when you're 20, you're very different than when you're 35. And so for Barbara and I, we got married when we were 20. Yes. And we had a great relationship where we did whatever I said. And that was a wonderful relationship that I really enjoyed a lot until Barbara went back to graduate school and started thinking for herself and having her own ideas about what she likes. And I had to adjust to that. We had to grow through that and allow that change to occur in our relationship. And there are many changes that occur over a lifetime. Let me talk about that. So men and women, um, we all we all have the same pattern of developing over a lifetime, but not in the same time frame. Um, women become most women become mothers at some point, and that leads them to a caretaking role. And that shifts the dynamics of the relationship, and it delays that it delays in many instances that growing individuality that um, is a, a great flowering of the female personality. Uh, on the other hand, um, having two um, warriors in the household is not easy either. So you need a different skill set for that part of your relationship life. So you have two powerful people. There's power struggle because each mm. person feels like they're right and righteous. So. Um, the, the life cycle presents a lot of challenges that um, can be impediments to to being you know in love and connected. So you need skills for each of these stages, and you need to understand that there are stages. There's nothing wrong with you just because you're in you're out of sync. Um, doesn't mean that the relationship is over. It just means you need to um, apply new skills. There's the uh, Two other secrets that we share about to fall in love forever. First one is seeing the big picture of the changes that will naturally occur. The second skill is that we talk about that you can be a particle or a wave in your life. So in science now, I'm a science person, so science talk about electrons and photons, and if if you look at the photon a certain way, it turns into a particle and very localized. If you're not looking at it, just allow it to be, it, it, 
becomes a wave and it just is not localized and it can just be all kinds of things because it's it's not localized. In our own lives, we can be a particle or a wave. And so we need to learn to be a wave in our relationship where we're not localizing our partner and our partner's not localizing us. So we teach a skill where you can learn to listen to each other without interrupting. And you're really listening deeply. And then you can hear your partner's point of view, which is very different than your own point of view. And that's so important because when you're able to hear the other point of view of your partner, you can really listen to their being, their way of interacting in the world, and it pushes you to grow and develop because you see it in a different way. And that's a huge skill that we teach, and we call that secret number two, listening without interrupting. And we have a certain sequence that we teach how to do that, yeah. and we, we, we teach you this skill, and it's a fun thing that we do in our courses. And we have secret number three, Secret number three is yes. uh, don't expect your partner to naturally and intuitively know what it is you want. Because who you want and who you are when you're 20 is very different than when you're 35, very different than when you're 50. And you've got to be listening to your partner to know what it is they really mean. Because it's going to change over time. You think you know, but you don't know unless you really communicate. So we teach the skills of how to make requests of your partner nicely. Wow, thank you so much for revealing that to, to us or to me. I mean, it's, it's so amazing because these things are things that makes or breaks relationships, right? Like um, my, me not being able to communicate my needs or my requests um, causes a lot of conflicts, basically. So how, how can we, you know, best understand and maybe support our partner's peculiar needs or changes or, sorry, or um, requests over time, basically? How can we best understand that and support it and maybe adjust yeah, really to them good also? Conversations. You need to learn how to how to listen and, and talk and share yourselves. There's also a way in which an intimate relationship brings mm -hmm. up the injuries of the past with parents or siblings. And um, and uh, there's there's mm -hmm. a way that um, uh, relationships, romantic relationships can heal those wounds from childhood. And we teach partners how to understand one's past and how to how to heal them by supplying what was missing or and or especially understanding the sensitivities of our partner. Very often there's all kinds of reactions and conflicts because we, we're stepping on uh, an injury from a, a, our early family life and we don't understand it. And so we just react to it. And um, we get into um, we get into uh, uh, corners with each other that are unpleasant because we we're not understanding the background of that of that reaction but, but our, our skills teach you how to move through that and it's really the best psychotherapy there is is healing having these healing conversations with your partner and you you both understand each other better than you've ever understood yourselves and you're you're in the best position to supply the love and and care and and what was missing in one's childhood you can give each other if you understand what it is that hurt and it's a beautiful way to to um, resolve and heal wounds. Mm, 
Yes, it is. And one key thing I've, I've learned so far is communication right now. Communication. We have to learn how to communicate. So is there like some skills that you also teach on how to communicate in a very healthy and respectful way, like you said earlier? And um, how can we also communicate our boundaries also in a very honest way <laughs> that will not, you know, hurt our partner? If you, if you create together an environment of real listening and patience and you allow each other to speak and share yourselves, sharing is a learned uh, skill. Uh, and frequently, um, you may have had the experience of um, having the opportunity to share yourself in such a way that what, what you said actually surprised you. Um, if, if the listening is deep enough, you can really get to places that help you understand yourself and your partner. And out of that understanding, you can create behavioral requests that that provide what's needed and what's missing. So we teach a, a process of how to make requests. So a real compressed version of it is to say, it would really make me happy. And then you say the rest of what it is. Rather than say, you better do this or else. <laughs> and, and the request needs to be very concrete, very behavioral, <laughs> right? So that, um, so that you know that when you're receiving it and you can thank your partner for providing that. Right. So you want to be able to be a, uh, imagine there's a camera there, and the camera will be able to say when that request was accomplished. So you can't say, will make me happy if you're always happy all the time. You can't make that request. That's how you measure that. You can't. But if you make a request, it will make me happy if you brought home flowers once a week. That's a specific request. You can measure that. You can say, okay, here, it's happened. Yes. So the requests have to be very, very specific. Mm-hmm. So as, as we teach these skills, then they, then they yeah. are very practical. Um, what's beautiful about it is you learn not to react the way you usually react when you're stressed. When we're stressed, the worst part of us comes forward. Um, we need to teach ourselves to um, to slow down and and practice these skills in such a way that um, we learn from each other and grow together. And so it's it's really about changing yeah. habits. Well, that's that's a big challenge, right? <laughs> you know, you know, growing up in, with a particular way, a particular form or mindset, and getting into a relationship, then you just have to change your habits, change the way you talk, change the way you behave. That could be it's challenging. How was that been like for and you? That's inevitable in every romantic relationship. Your parents are different than mm. your partner's parents, and the way you were raised is different. But you have to then use that to learn to grow and mature and integrate your own self. So some of the things are very simple kind of things. You know, Barbara's parents had very uh, focused meals with two or three other people. That was it. Very elegant. My family had big family meals, five or 10 or 15 people there and a lot of noise and chaos. And it's just different. It's not a matter of right and wrong, it's different. And then there's many other things you have to learn from each other. So my father's a single child. She likes a lot of 
attention, and she also wants personal time. I grew up with two brothers, and I grew up with a whole integrated family of cousins and so on, a lot of people. So you have to learn different abilities and skills, and that's and, and we, we can heal the wounds of childhood from each other. So whatever childhood wounds you've had, you want your partner to heal them. And and it looks like you're being overly sensitive to your partner, but then you've got to make a request that, well, you know, when you do this and this, it really hurts. So I really would like it if X, Y, and Z. So we, we have to do that a lot. And that's how we heal our own childhood wounds through our partner loving and accepting us. Hi, friend. Are you enjoying this episode? We would love to hear from you. Kindly send us a feedback. Are you following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, maybe on YouTube and other podcast platforms? Are you following us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook? We would love to connect with you on all platforms. Links and further details are available in the show notes of this episode. Thank you. I mean, that, that takes a lot of work, but once we can do that, by attending your class, for example, then we can, you know, build that loving relationship, that ageless love and elder relationship. Yeah. Yes. I, I would love to talk about your, your quiz on your website. Like, I, it's a wonderful, I'm going to place the link in the show notes of this episode. I encourage every listener to click on the link, take the quiz to find out, you know, what challenge that they could be experiencing, basically. So can you, like, tell us about the quiz on your website? And what it does is that it takes you through just uh, two minutes of questions, and then it leads you to the particular challenges you have in relationship. There's five challenges. And one of them is challenges about children. The other four are challenges about I mean parenting. Parenting, right. Issues with parenting. Uh, it can be big issues with parenting. The other four are issues that occur in relationship. Different challenges that occur. And it will lead you to the option of taking a course or a class which can heal that issue. And so we have done so many courses and classes over the last uh, 30 plus years that we know what issues people have and we set up these three 20 minute videos that have homework and and if you take it along with your partner you will heal those problems you will learn the skills that you need to really move through that that issue that is blocking you from feeling love and Wow. And once we once we take this quiz, we'll be able to get, you know, the, the, whatever we're struggling with. For example, I, I took it and I got like um the power struggle, for example, you know, being listened to, understood. And then I was encouraged to like get the book. And you have like, a, you have packages like book and some videos that one, one could watch also um, in order to help overcome these struggles of um, the power struggle, for example. Yeah. Right. So like power struggle in a relationship, for example, you will get... The three 20 minute courses and each class has homework to do where they're teaching you skills. Like if you learn ice skating or you're learning dancing or you're learning basketball, you have to learn skills and we teach you those skills so that you gain them in your relationship and you practice them with your partner. And then 
you will find that that will dissolve that issue over time. You will find that it really changes how you interact with uh, your partner and you're going to feel healed and have erectile flexing. Yeah, I think when you, when you grow in relationship and you experience the love and understanding from your partner and you can offer that to your, to your partner, it's, it, it grows a spiritual kind of dimension to life where you feel profoundly loved. Mm. So it's, it's an important area of life to really um, develop and, um, it, and emphasize its value. There's so many things grabbing at our attention in life, but you, you want to um, grow your relationship. And if, if I understand you right, right, if you're at a time in life where you and your partner, for example, are both very productive, have lots of goals, and you're both warriors um, in your life, it's, it's, it's a hard time because you're both very you know, focused on creating and being powerful and influential. And, and the soft skills of connecting is so important to balance that. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. So, for example, these classes, where can we find these classes so that, you know, for example, someone like me can take the classes and, you know, become a better person? <laughs> well, one, you are guided through the agelovequiz.com. That will mm -hmm. guide you through it and, and take you to the, the various options. You can go to fallinloveforeverer.com. That's our main sort of website. It talks about our other courses and classes. So the video courses are really simple things you do on your own time, your own circumstance. We also do courses that we do live classes over Zoom, and um, uh, that's another option that they can go to fallinloveforeverer.com to see those those intensive two-hour classes, four classes in a row, yeah. once a week apart, where, again, you practice lots of skills. Yeah. So we really focus on skills. There are some big-picture items to understand, but it, it always comes down to having the skills mm -hmm. to be able to, to practice this in your own life. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to provide these links. The links will be in the show notes of this episode, so I encourage everyone to just click on the link, watch the videos, take part in the course, get the books also, and become better people and build a better relationship. But I, I would love to go back to what Dr. Barbara said earlier, you know, about, you know, balancing it all, like, you know, productivity with the life and relationship. Like, can you tell us how to do that? How, how have you been able to do that in your relationship also? Like, how can we balance stability with adventure, productivity, with, you know, love life, and um, novel, as a predictability in our romance also? All of well, part of it is, you know, we we um, explain and um, help you understand how how life develops, the, the you know how the, the um, developmental curve of a, of a man and developmental curve of a woman, so that you see the temporality of what you're in. Um, you're not always, you know, you're you're definitely close when you first get together. You you um, emphasize your affinities, your similarities. And then the differences come out eventually, especially as you proceed to develop your careers. And that's a pretty tough time. Um, and, it, it's, and it's a variation of that is when one partner is in the world working dynamically and the other partner is home with the children. You're in a very different track. You understand it, it doesn't last forever, but it's, it's, it's an experience that lasts as long as it lasts. And you need to see it in perspective. And... Um, and while there is disconnection, because because nothing in the 30s and 40s, nothing is more 
you know, fun and joyful as, as the first connection. You have to understand what that is and what the growth growth possibilities of understanding your differences and learning to share and help each other grow. And then later on in life, you, when children are older, you come back together and you're 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 enriched by all this development, and you 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 know you can you have different a different horizon to work with, and it's you know a different um, challenge. You need to understand life changes, and it's all good. And you know when you're in a tough spot, it doesn't last forever. But if you understand it and you learn, especially how to share where you are, what you, what it feels like, what you want, what's missing what hurts, what's reactivating you from your past. You have children and it's a, it's a psychodrama because whatever it is your children are presenting you in the way of challenges, it, it connects back to your own history as a child growing up with your parents. And you have to yeah. learn how to share that and understand that and understand your partner's reality about that and then work together as parents to manage your family so that you're, you're able to give each other and give your children the love everyone needs. And there's just so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're busy on yeah. the conflict area of what your differences are, you never get to that deeper level of understanding and providing what everybody needs. And so we teach you how to talk on that deep mm-hmm. level so that you walk through life, whatever the stage is, and you grow and you feel blessed by love. Yes, that sounds so nice. <laughs> that sounds beautiful, yeah. So w- once we're able to talk properly uh, of this effective deep conversations, we'll be able to overcome conflicts, we'll be able to, you know, connect in a, in a much more deeper level, right? That's a key, a, d- a deep yeah. key. Yes. Oh. And now I'd love us to talk a little bit about, you know, um, sexual intimacy. Like, you know, at the beginning of the relationship or the marriage, it could be, you know, very, very intimate and very, very spicy mm-hmm. and wonderful. But how do you keep it alive all year long <laughs> into the 20th year, 30th year, 50th year, and even... It make it ageless, basically. <laughs> a, a real key to keeping sexual passion alive is celebrating your differences, appreciating that the man and the woman are different, and and whatever those differences are, you thank and appreciate them for who they are. A woman loves to be attractive and to feel attractive to the man. And it's very important to to um, uh, let the woman know that when she's fit, when she looks attractive, and so forth. And the man, generally, men love to feel appreciated for what they do, and that's so important for them. And and very important for the woman to appreciate the man for what he does. And when when you're able to appreciate each other in in these ways. The differences is like magnets. You want to have opposites, and then they attract. And so you don't want to get rid of the opposites. You don't want to divide up the household routine 50-50. I'll do this Monday, you do it on Tuesday. I'll take care of half of this, you take care of No, you want to have different things that you that you are responsible for, and you appreciate and thank your partner for what they do. And so that's very important. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's also important that when your partner is, is expressing their skills and ability in different ways, that you just see them from afar and you can see how fantastic they are at what they do. And so if, if your partner is, 
really good at dancing or really good at public speaking or really good at at doing whatever they're doing. You want to appreciate and see, wow, look how they can do that. That keeps passion alive when you're appreciating the differences that you have. And, and on another level, if you're learning to speak intimately and you're not just speaking from anger or frustration um, and you're constantly learning new things about each other, that just um, uh, vibrates vitality into your relationship because it's, you're constantly with a new person. There's a new layer and you're sharing yourself deeper and you're getting yes. connected with yourself deeply. So it's always new and fresh. And, you know, it's, it's so easy to just be, you know, to get stuck in resentment and, um, and be uh, cranky and all that. But if you learn how to speak from the deeper feelings and also connect those feelings with past experiences so that you understand yourself and your partner understands you, then it, it creates a closeness and a connection and you just want to be together. Your heart goes out to your partner. You want to love them and, and appreciate the, the um, deep level of, of um, the feeling and life vitality they offer you. you know, I was at a, um, a retreat this past weekend. There was a fellow there in his 50s. And he was talking about his experience in his, in his marriage that ultimately failed. And he found himself, he shared this later, he found himself talking to us more deeply than he ever spoke to his wife. It surprised him what he said. Uh, he was not able to talk like that in the marriage. He didn't know how, but in some ways we were facilitating that kind of conversation for him. It makes, and he, he enjoyed the conversation. He came up to me later and thanked me for it because, um, he was sharing in a way that really helped him understand himself, and it was it was softer because it was really from the heart. And it's you know we're not we're not so much a heart based culture. We're a pretty tough culture. So to learn how to speak from one's heart is a, is another a different kind of experience. And it's well worth learning because that's what has us. I'm mean, I fall in love with Michael all the time, all over again, when he shares with me. And he's the, he's the same guy I knew when I was 19 years old, but he's not the same guy. And that's what we want for that's what we that's want for true. our couples. And we want you to fall in love mm. with each other and discover each other anew every day. Yes, yes, and um, that's a big dream of mine. Also, like after 50 years of marriage, I also want to love my partner with all of my heart. Like as if we just met the first day, basically. Yes, that's awesome. You know, but. To, to have to have like this ageless love, you also have to have a very healthy life. And I'm so happy that you are experts in that too. Like, how can we, you know, ensure that we live a very healthy life in our relationship and also, you know, physically, basically? You, you talked about that already briefly in, at the beginning, but are there like some things we have to do to ensure that we are fit and capable and, you know, competent to love our partner physically and emotionally and <laughs> all these things? Yes, we have to be responsible for a lot of things to provide, to create love. Yes. Mm. Yes. As that means we, we should, you know, like you said earlier, go for exercises, take part in competitions also, just stay fit basically and eat, eat LD, like you said also earlier. Yeah. So I wanted to, to, to understand the relationship between a very LD long life and sexual intimacy. Like, are they related in any ways? Do they contribute to each other in some ways? So long life is definitely related to sexual intimacy. We find that couples who have sex more often, like twice a week, live longer and healthier than couples who have sex less than 
once a month. It was very traumatic. We live longer and healthier by having that sexual intimacy. Exactly how it works, I don't think that we know exactly, but it seems that we know that the quality of your personal relationships after the age of 50 is the most important factor in longevity. So you got to watch for diabetes, you got to watch for cholesterol and blood pressure and smoking and all those things, but the most important predictive factor in longevity after the age of 50 is the quality of your personal relationships because that quality of your relationship affects your whole physiology. It makes you healthier in so many ways. And so you can't just think that the quality of your personal relationship is nice but not significant and no big deal. No, it is a big deal. You have to focus on your maintenance. It's got to be a very critical part of what you think is important in your life. And that's what we want for our couples. Yeah. Well, that means my romantic partner can influence my health in some ways, like, um, yeah, affect the, the my my state of being basically also. Yeah. Yes. Wow. wow. As a longevity doctor, my, um, Michael is um, uh, advises um, people depending on their uh, test scores to um, to um, keep their hormone levels um, sufficient to to sustain um, enthusiasm and sexual intimacy. So there's and physical exercise so that um, there's there's a science to staying younger longer and um, mm-hmm. and it's, it you know you what motivates people to to be younger and, and and sexually active is is the connection they feel with their partner so it you know it feeds on itself if you desire to, to um, maintain romance you'll take better care of yourself and um, you take better care of yourself, you create more love and more joy and pleasure in your life. So, um, and Michael's referring to an 80 year Harvard study that showed that um, um, men, both in the college uh, at Harvard and in the neighborhoods around it, so it's um, a, a study that crosses um, uh, income and race and, and all kinds of um, distinctions in people that. Um, the men who had who reported satisfying uh, partnerships with their partners um, uh, significantly lived longer. Mm, yes, yes. We all want to live longer, right? Like healthy lives and you know stay active and young, basically forever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yes, and I, I just want to know, like you know, I know you've you've coached over eight thousand six hundred couples or more than that already. Like, and you you have them solve their problems or their relationship challenges? Like what, what are like the, some common challenges and what are the common solutions that we could have as, you know, tips or strategies? Yeah, there's, um, that's a um, complicated question. I mean, partners have, are challenged by raising children and raising them together. Um, mm-hmm. Couple partners have to agree on the rules and structure of the home. There can't be a different deal with mom than there is with dad because that will separate mom and dad from each other. Um, that's one big problem. Um, another possible problem is, you know, um, unexpressed loyalties to parents that keep you, you know, that, that the concept is that partners need to put themselves first, put their relationship first. Mm-hmm. And, and then from that, take care of all the people in their lives instead of, um, uh, in, instead of 
you know, trying to make everybody happy and putting your partner last. That's not a good formula for a relationship. And, you know, we don't, we don't normally think of having conflicts in, in um, priorities, but they show up in, um, you know, injuries and disappointments that you know, need, they need to be spoken about in, in the micro areas so that you can figure out what it is that's separating you, that's keeping you, you know, not focused on taking care of the, the partnership, which is the source of the family. Yeah. Well, those are big challenges. <laughs> I don't know if um, Dr. Michael wants to add to them. <laughs> there are so many um, other issues that can come up. So, um, you know, when you uh, put your career first rather than your relationship first, it's complicated how to balance that. And, and every relationship has to work out the details and you need the skills to work them out, but that's a big, a big issue that happens to people. And and um, there are so many variations of these these um, themes that are, that are are, 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 are uh, that require specific skills to communicate when you're communicating with your partner, and you can tell them that. You're feeling like you're more distant to them, and and you need you need to have more connection to them, and so that happens a lot, and and so uh, those are important issues that that every relationship will have to kind of decide depending upon how you share, you know how to work out the details, and there's no exact details that you work out every relationship has their own issues that they have to figure out so partners need to learn how to negotiate and make life work for both partners there's so many areas in which um you know we have we have different comfort zones based on our experience with our own families growing up about what's what's right or okay and um and so we need to you know again learn how to talk to each other and share and not um not explode or not um, you know, you know, withhold and be resentful for a long time. We need to share as soon as we know that there's there's something uncomfortable and to share it, to explore it, and then to negotiate what works for both parties. Mm. Yes, yes. I, from what you are talking, um, what you've shared so far, like what I'm getting as an insight is the best way to start out is to take the quiz on your website, for example, know the struggle or challenge that one has, work on that and be, be, and be able to, you know, become a better partner in a relationship. Yes. Yeah. Exactly right. Yes. And, wow. um, taking the quiz will, will put you in touch with your biggest challenge and then you're going to get hmm. solutions of, of the skills you need to be able to dissolve that challenge and create more intimacy once again. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I've learned so much from you, Dr. Barbara and Dr. Michael. Like it's so it has been so amazing. Like I was everything you're talking about, I've just been reflecting on it and looking for things and finding you know answers to a lot of questions already. <laughs> so what what advice would you give someone out there or people out there who are striving to have a long lasting, healthy and loving relationship like you have? Please learn skills and practice them. I mean, what we're talking about here are concepts, really. So we've talked about we've talked about how to create a relationship um, that really works for both people. We've talked about it in, in abstraction. The, the 
it juices in the doing, the, the, the day-to-day practicing. And it's just so easy to get reactive and angry. Um, there's a the flush of anger. It's, you know, anger is pretty close to sex, actually. It's a secondary, you know, it's, it's, it's really um, uh, a, a bad second choice, really. But um, it's, it's passion, but it's the wrong kind of passion. We want to learn how to, to talk with each other and work these things out and create connection and love and respect. It's so precious. And it, you know, it, it brings us good health. It brings us vitality. It brings us an inner peace. It's just a beautiful um, experience in life. And it, and it blesses everybody around us, our children, our parents, our community. So it's, it's worthwhile learning the skills, not just the abstract principles. Yes. Yes. Learn the skills and act on them. Like make use of these skills. Yes. Wow. I've, I've learned so much from you and, and I'm sure there are people out there who maybe want to connect with you, maybe work much more closely with you. What's the best way to do that? You know, apart from your website, are there some, some other means or ways to get across to you, Dr. Barbara and Dr. Michael? Well, for people who, um, who are getting older, meaning uh, 45 and up, they may need some hormone help and uh, help to stay youthful and dynamic. They can call my office here in California. We can do some online Zoom connections and help you out. So the office number is Barbara is the same, yes, the same, can, um, same channel, right? <laughs> yes, awesome. That's good. I'm, I'm so glad to you know to be able to speak with you in this episode. I'm so happy that you told us so much about building that ageless love, that love that will last forever. I'm so grateful for this wonderful, super conversation. Thank you, Dr. Barbara. Thank you, Dr. Michael. Wish Michael you and your well. audience love. It's a pleasure to spend time with you. Thank you so much. Wow, wow. you made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye. Bye.